I hope that worked. It better, it better work. I mean, the only thing we got was just like a bit of delay. Anyway, for those who are joining us, um, welcome back to Spooky Season. This is going to be our second episode and we're going to be looking at one of the beloved classics from the 90s and we're still like... Are we doing the Adams Family? Spooky, mysterious, spooky. Isn't that what we're doing? Oh, no, of course. <laughs> Piss off. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is going to be a double whammy because we're going to do a Nostalgia Ultra combined with a contemporary review. Um, mm. And by contemporary, we mean the animated show that was done in 2019, I think, um, which is only about three years ago. Beginning from the Nostalgia, you know, James, what do you remember about this one? We probably would have seen it a little bit later because, yeah. come on, by 1991, we were like toddlers. <laughs> yeah. Well, my first interaction with the Adams Family, if you like, or first time I remember watching anything related to it, was the animated series, which I think ran from, I think it was 92 to 93, so probably it was just in reruns later mm. on, like Cartoon Network or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. I really liked this weird, creepy bunch who just took such pleasure in torturing each other and um, winding each other up and just being... just total oddities macabre oddities yeah um i do remember the film though it was mashed a bit with adam's family values in my memory the thing i remember was again just mainly stuff about like the sets and the costumes how everyone sort of seemed to fit the roles from the cartoons absolutely perfectly, uh, except yeah. maybe uh, Raul Julia, because he seemed to be a lot more trimmer than the actual like animated version mm. of Gomez. Yeah, Me and Josh, uh, who was on the podcast uh, quite a while ago, we used to love Wednesday, as in just mm. her vibe, her sort of total yeah. deadpanness, uh, the fact she you know tortured her little brother and, and that he you know mm. didn't really seem to mind. Uh, I, I remember Christopher Lloyd was in the film and he was it was around the time again um, a bit like we were talking about in the last episode with Angela Lansbury. You're aware of someone in a group of films. Mm. For him, it was obviously Back to the Future and The Page Master. So when I saw him yeah. in this, it was like, oh, there's Christopher Lloyd again with that goofy, you know, very rubbery yeah. sort of face. Perfectly cast, I think. But the story-wise, mm. I, don't, I don't remember anything at all. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you? It's kind of the same because I feel like, much like you, the two plot lines kind of blurred together. Mm. which is not too surprising considering that it's the same cast of characters and everything and you I watched it so long ago absolutely love the cartoon animated series I watched mm. so many reruns of that that I could even like quote some of the lines from, from some of the episodes and it just it was just that thing about like this very creepy family that just enjoyed the macabre and they mm. you know they just had this house with plants that would eat you and you know it's just bizarre but it was bizarre in a very kind of enduring way and i kind of love the fact that like gomez and morticia despite being like absolutely like insane were just like also mad about each other and stuff so Mm. it it, there was this really strong sense of family despite the fact that they were doing nothing that the typical family would Mm. and 
that's what I liked about the film. I couldn't remember many of the details. I couldn't remember the exact plot beats for the first one versus the second. I just remember that I liked the film in a sense. Obviously, I watched it a lot later. I was maybe about 10 or 11 because there's no way I would have been allowed to watch that as a child. Um, yeah, so Adam's Family was one of those films that I really, really liked. And like revisiting it was kind of interesting because I kind of really got to see some things that I really didn't appreciate the first time around, such as how they kind of got, you know, the animation for the thing. Um, mm. Like he actually looked almost seamlessly integrated into many of the scenes. I wouldn't realize that they would have had to do some expert animation to get just the hand and like the characters and again the sets and the beat of the plot and there's some genuinely scary scenes within the film that you know when you have like close up of like Uncle Fester's face it's terrifying and <laughs> yeah it was just I don't know like watching it again was kind of a delight to, to be honest I just had some actual laugh out loud moments in there and it was just really fun it was just a really fun film to watch um, that's just again general reviews of then and now but like over to you what really jumps out at you this time oh well it's just absolute high camp isn't it i mean it's it's mm, brilliant yeah you just wonder what's gonna <laughs> you just wonder what's gonna happen next you know mm. the i remember uh we're watching it this time and you've got the, uh, the is it, he's a member of their family, isn't he? But he's a bit corrupt. Mm. Um, the I think it's Tully, and uh, or, mm. or if he's the family lawyer, I can't remember. But he, he sort of yeah, turns he is up a family and, lawyer. Yeah. Oh, he's family lawyer. Yeah, okay. So uh, when he turns up, and then suddenly he's in this duel with uh, mm. Gomez, and they're sort of yeah. you know, ripping bits off of each other and so on, and. And then just stuff like Wednesday trying to fry her brother in an electric chair. Um, yeah. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> everything is, um, as you said, I think kooky is the right word. There's yeah. a kookiness to it, which makes the actual sort of plot of the story quite disjointed. Or at least it's it's not a very interesting kind of story. I don't think it, it no. really... Except the fact that Fester then takes his place in the family and he starts yeah. to really appreciate the kids and stuff yeah. like that. It lacks, a, you know, like, a, again, a, a story with a with a theme or, or something a little yeah. bit deeper. However, having said that, one of the things about the film is just that it's these this bunch of macabres who are just enjoying yeah. themselves and yeah. um, just basically having a hoot, really. There's yeah. not a great deal for a lot of them. Like, the kids, I don't really think, have that much to do, except to the extent that they realise that Fester might be an imposter. So, yeah, but what was brilliant was just seeing those particular scenes or those particular moments. And I love my favourite scene now in the whole film is when they go and see the kids in the play and mm. dismember <laughs> <laughs> each other blood is just like spraying like it's from yes. something like like shogun's assassin or something it's just like yeah. it's just going uh, uh, the front row and just splattering all over these it's these it, people yeah. and then of course you have the family who, who having had to listen to like the school musical or the carol singers God. or whatever <laughs> they just get up and they're like yeah Yes, yes. I, yes. I actually, I actually clapped along with them because I just thought, ah, oh. and it kind of made me think. Well, you know, because I was trying to think. Well, what is it about the Adams family that really appeals? And I think it's a couple of things. One is, like you said, um, exactly. Even though you know they have man-eating plants and and they're they're trying to kill mm. each other sometimes and so on. There's a real wholesomeness to this family. Yeah. That, you know, they they want. Yeah. 
that they don't mind what their kids are doing, that they're allowed to explore mm. their, their, you know, horrific tastes and so on. Uh, but there's yeah. a real wholesomeness to it. You know, they're in, all in this together and they're very passionate yeah, exactly. in their, in, in their yeah. kind of creepy campness. And the other yeah. side of it is to what extent they stand out amongst, yeah. you know, the rest like of the, the neighbourhood. Yeah. I don't really think they make too much of it in this film. There's only really a couple of things yeah. like with the judge and, and then, of course, them trying to live normal lives when they get booted yeah. out of the house. There's no real tension around any of that necessarily. But that scene, I think, just encapsulates it for me. Um, yeah, mm. so I quite enjoyed it. I have to say, I, I did quite enjoy yeah. it. Even if I think the central plot line, if you like, is a little bit, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's the thing. Like the central plot line was kind of weak in a sense, but then I think the thing that happened during the film that I got to appreciate more now is the fact that they showed the thing about memory. That mm-hmm. if you do not understand how human memory works, you will not understand that. Like that was actually integral to how that film happened so the thing about amnesia is that we lose our memories from like retrieval but what we tend to retain is procedural memory so like the memory mm-hmm. of how to do things and at first i thought okay first time i'd be an, an imposter but when i knew that there was no way he could be was when he did that dance with gomez yeah there is no way he could have done that unless he is faster so mm-hmm. i think that scene already kind of like uncovered the actual plot which was that fester had been brainwashed or like fester had forgotten who he was and, you know, it goes back to what they were saying at the beginning was that they had been trying to do this seance to find Fester, but Fester was alive and was just somewhere. So they couldn't cut, see him through the seance because he wasn't dead. And from that scene actually was, I don't know why it just stood out a bit more to me, the fact that Fester could do all the stuff that Fester would have been expected to do while not remembering the things that Fester would have been expected to remember. And I thought... That's actually a really interesting way of representing what actually happens with memory. Because, Mm -hmm. again, when people forget, they forget facts and things, names or faces or something like that. But they'll not forget how to do certain things because Mm -hmm. that's held in a completely different side of your brains. So, yeah, to to me, that was like the real thing that stood out. Because, again, when it comes to like when something makes any sort of narrative sense, yes, the whole thing with the trying to get the um, doubloons from like the safe and all of that, that was like a whole other thing. But then, like, the narrative around Fester and who Fester was supposed to be actually did make sense, the way it was done. Like, he forgot everything that required him to, like, actively remember, but never forgot anything that required him to do it. Hmm. But, yeah, that Who'd was a thought? really weird thing for me to have picked up on, but that was the yeah. thing that really out to me. <laughs> Sorry? No, who'd have thought? I mean, it, yeah, I, I, I didn't even pick up on that. I, I thought, yeah. I even thought the uh, the... Obviously, he gets electrocuted so he can remember everything because mm. suddenly he's part of the family yeah. again. You know, yeah. um, I, it was just just the way of putting it all together. Because no. again, mi- like, mixing up the yeah, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Because mixing up the two plots between you know, Adam's family and Adam's family values, mm. it, it was very clear to me that Fest, Christopher Lloyd was playing the Fester. Uh, maybe yeah. I thought at the beginning of the film, maybe it was like a brother separated at birth or something like that. But then I, it, yeah, it just made yeah. more sense that he would be the fester um, by the end of yeah. the film in, in some capacity, whether he was an imposter who took on the role or whether he was just, mm. you know. But like you said, I think, yeah, that's just a very subtle detail yeah. about, uh, as you said, procedural memory. Yeah. So again, like 
in that sense they actually did well on that side but beyond that like moving from that onto the new version of the film which mm. was released in 2019 as i mentioned earlier plot wise i think the biggest thing that stood out to me was conformity versus liberation yeah and yeah there was this entire cookie cutter community that the Adams were supposedly being seen as like the outliers or you know they are not really welcome here they did not fit they did not belong but then it now raises the question as to what belonging really is because in this sense you can only belong if you fit a certain standard or if you fit a certain criteria so do you really belong or are you just granted the permission of belonging by virtue Mm -hmm. of being able to adopt and form and and like fit yourself in a mold and meanwhile the Adams are sitting out there not belonging but in a sense they actually are truly themselves and it's kind of like tolerance versus acceptance right you know like Mm -hmm. when you are Mm -hmm. in a conformity box you're being tolerated as long as you fit within that box but they are they are out there just being this absolutely insane wacky zany group of people who accept each other in all their insanities and that even comes through again with the subplot as well with what happens with pugsley Mm. where pugsley's real worry and anxiety throughout the film is how well he can fit a particular role that he thinks he's supposed to fit into and then at the end of the film it just turns out they're like yeah however you are that's how we're going to accept you and to me that was like the central aim of like the new version like which was i guess it really was updated for the times but it did carry a lot of the same zany cookie beats of like the originals obviously it was easier to do it with like cgi because you didn't have Mm. as many of the limitations of like the rules of physics or like anything like that or like limitations of animation Mm. yeah but how about you yeah no exactly the same i think they couldn't make it more sort of on the nose could they than calling Mm, the town assimilation you know and having um songs that were talking about this whole you know what why be different when you can all be the same that was the mm. you know the antagonist modus operandi mm. i think that yeah th- this is what sort of struck me about the animated version it was really interested in like you say interrogating that idea of the family itself both um yeah. the family in opposition to like you said this very pollyanna just <laughs> everything looks the same, Disney-esque, you know, whatever town. Yeah. With their weirdness and strangeness and so on. But then also within the family, like you said, I mean, yeah. one was Pugsley's role, but also Wednesday. Because, it, you know, she tacitly starts to engage in the simulation high school and starts to realise mm. that she can be affected. Like her mother, when she goes back and she's got that hairpin in, and even though she's yeah. doing it in a kind of to try and keep true, I think to the Wednesday character, she's she. I guess she's trying to do it in a kind of darkly ironic way. And the mum's reaction to it is, you know, she tries to understand, <laughs> but then she tries to impose herself, and she's really afraid about losing some degree of, you know, control or whatever over her daughter. Mm. And that does get brought yeah. up in the film. Yeah. So it isn't just simply. Oh, the Adams family, there isn't something to be questioned there about the eccentricities and, and that itself has become a form of like family ritual, family tradition. But then I, what I quite liked at the on the flip side was thinking about assimilation uh, with the fact that everyone is doing something quite weird and eccentric, like the woman who puts the underwear in the freezer and someone yeah. who sits on the toilet backwards and so on, that actually underneath all this assimilated... Uh, model neighborhood behavior is actually yeah. 
you know, probably a mixture of, oh, yeah, a huge amount of oddities and differences and yeah. eccentricities. And, and therefore, it seemed to be that everything was coming to, things that were coming to the surface, or once things came to the surface, and everyone can just sort of, like you say, accept and, and live with each other, as opposed yeah. to feeling that you have to fit into particular roles in either case. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this seemed to really be, be challenging that, uh, or at least, if not challenging it, interrogating it, which I just didn't expect. Other than that, uh, I noticed that they really did downplay the raunchiness between Morticia and yeah, Gomez, yes, but yes, I wasn't did. necessarily yeah. surprised by that. Maybe it's for the yeah. because this is is pitched more to to yeah. children. Um, yeah, but also it may just be the sensibility has changed. Maybe you know they yeah, didn't I want think to so suggest. Too. Yeah, but on the other hand, yeah. I think they did pretty much stay true to the characters, and they were trying to get the characters to to do things. I mean, like. As you said, Pugsley actually has uh, a, like an arc, a little arc in this film. Yeah, the yeah. same with Wednesday. Yeah, he, you know, they do feel part yeah. of the the overall story. It's not just yeah. uh, Morticia and De- and Gomez and and or, and Gomez really. Like in fact, in many ways, like Morticia and Gomez are just one of many subplots within the plots. Mm. And I think that's what I may have liked a bit more about the animated series and the original, because the original mm. had the children more like supporting characters yes. who just came in yeah. and out, with the exception of that scene at the play, where they were obviously the stars of the show. I think that actually did more justice to the family. And I really like what you said about interrogating family on two fronts. It was interrogating the sanitized ideal of a family, you know, middle class, you know, husband, wife, two and a half kids like a like a dog somewhere and they're all in this white picket fence neighborhood and it's all beautiful and pretty and all of that while in reality the show is also showing you that even this veneer like hides people's oddities like people are basically suppressing their weirdness to be able to fit this mold meanwhile you have this family on the other end that seems almost like going the complete opposite direction but also Mm. the interrogation of like dynamics within the family as well between the parents and the children between the siblings and each other and yeah it was i don't know like it's still for me i still got the same sort of satisfactory feeling as when i watched the film version Mm. but i like the fact that like a remake has its own plot line or has its own thing that it's doing that's not the same as the as the old version you're not just like Mm. repackaging something old for a new generation because the new generation can always go and watch the old thing there's nothing stopping us yeah exactly yeah um, wish wish wish, uh, disney would learn that yeah honestly and stop (laughs) bringing a bunch of i don't want to talk about disney anymore in this no i know i know know. because yeah Yeah. let's let's just cancel them like they do not fit with spooky season um even though of course the hunchback of notre dame is absolutely fucking terrifying but i I don't know if we are going to get to that at any point (laughs) in the future maybe one day yeah (laughs) but hey hey did you did you hear though did you hear that netflix are about to do a series that is all based around wednesday what oh yeah that's gonna be like and it's live yeah, action I as don't well. know. It might be cool because there was um there was this like mini series on YouTube by somebody who was just I think an independent creator made this thing called Adult Wednesday Adams, and mm. I remember watching it and thinking, okay, this is freaking brilliant. Someone has translated Wednesday as like a young urban professional <laughs> like kind of character. Oh, really? It, it was really, really funny. And it was just like, it was a, it was just a YouTuber that made this thing. I, I don't know, we'll probably put the link in to it in our like, yeah, yeah, yeah. description yeah, box yeah, yeah. or something. But it was called Adult Wednesday Adams and I thought it was really cool. So someone actually already did something in that line and then the fact that Netflix wants to do like a spin-off using just Wednesday as a character, I'm not surprised because she actually is kind of fascinating as just this deadpan 
you know, morbid character mm-hmm. who does like says and does like the weirdest, darkest stuff with a straight face. And it's kind of I'm kind of fascinated to see what they do with it. Hopefully they actually do justice to the character. But I mean until then, I mean, you can all just go support that youtuber that did the adult wednesday adam show it's kind of like a little sketch show for comedy kind type of thing but it was really funny um at least i found no, it really I'd, funny I'll, yeah, I'll no, I'll, I'll to, to it. yeah no no i'll, I'll have to watch that because i just think that the yeah. prospect of or not the prospect so the idea that wednesday grows up and then has to go out and, and do stuff like exactly and just like function in the real world like yeah <laughs> yeah 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 because that, i think that's that's really what it's about yeah because <laughs> i think the netflix series i think is just gonna be about her as a teenager possibly um yeah i know they've cast a fairly young actor in her role and then mm. we, we saw that uh christina ritchie is returning mm. as i'm not quite sure who she is in the, in the series but it's just quite funny yeah. now, you know the old wednesday adams from the films yeah. is now in a film with a with or not film a series sorry with <laughs> the new with, Wednesday with the new Wednesday Adams so I guess that's kind of the whole callback thing um, it's going to be really cool to see what they do ultimately with the, these new versions that are coming out for our current generation if you would mm-hmm. um, because I think Adam's Family is one of those things that I guess maybe people closer to our age range might appreciate it because we kind of grew up with it and it was a thing from the 90s I guess it's one of those like resurrections of something that really appeals to like millennials really because i think we are the central target market for a lot of these things but i mean it kind of makes sense as most of us are now in our 30s and have money so hopefully like there is going to be enough of a nod but it's also probably going to be its own thing they're probably going to do completely different plot beats and try to create yeah, a new narrative yeah. around the character hopefully I, I hope that that's what they do i, I mean i, uh, I yeah. think also they had they have cast like um uh, Gomez is going to be in it. I think Morticia is going to be mm. played by Catherine Zeta Jones. Right. Um, wow. Yeah, I think I don't know whether Fester's going to be in it. I, but I assume the fact the family must be in it. The the entire family has to be in it. Like yeah. they can't do it without like the full cast. I mean, it'll be keen to. Do you know when this is coming out? Twenty uh, third of November. Okay, so that's actually like basically like in a month from now. Basically Almost. a month. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't have much else to say about the Adams family, honestly. It's no. just one of those things that I watched. I enjoyed it. I understood the kookiness. I think I have a lot of fun memories as a child, and yeah. I would like to keep those memories fun. And I'm glad that whatever they did with the remake three years ago, they actually still sort of kept true to the spirit of it. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. I am no- I am noting a theme that actually, so far, with the, th- the three things we've reviewed, there's a lot of sort of appreciation for mm. i don't know the positive aspects but we're not quite we're not really spooked yet <laughs> no no we're not yeah, but again you know it's like yeah spooky season doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to go into the depths of hell we're just kind of like enjoying i mean let's just call it what it is it's gay christmas okay so like let's just enjoy ourselves <laughs> for, 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 for. <laughs> the, the creep the creepy camp exactly you know mm. it's it's creepy and it's campy and it's absolutely divine and i'm going to stand by oh, it so. i thought you were going to go into like some adam's family thing it's creepy and it's campy it's a it's campy that's 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 kind of what i was doing but i didn't want to yeah. do like the whole song you know like oh, okay. do yeah, just yeah. enough to like give you like a sampler and then yeah. and then you can move so, on from there <laughs> what you're saying is you were going for subtlety and then i just had to like, i was going for subtlety and, on then to, <laughs> and then you were like no use a mallet I was I was trying to be Wednesday and you decided to be positive, but 
<laughs> well, I was going to say, which which character do you think? I mean, I I knew for you because it's total Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I'm more Uncle Fester, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> fair, fair. I can I can sort of see that. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, yeah. bless. Um, thanks for joining us for Spooky Season and. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah it should it should be fun um anyway we'll just sign off here and uh we'll see you at the next one see you in the next one okay bye guys <laughs> bye.